inside of all of us in our flesh is a little Pharisee, and we want to do the ritual and check off the box and walk out the door as, you know, we did our spiritual ritual. Yep. Okay, I did my deal, and now I'm, I'm godly, and uh, I'm okay. Well, it doesn't work that way. Do you need a spiritual spark? Are you feeling run down or run over? Are you ready to eliminate the spiritual ups and downs? This is Fresh Faith in Real Life. Let's restore life in your walk with Christ. We'll dive into our featured guest interviews, biblical devotional thoughts, answers to your questions, and more. Your walk with Christ isn't meant to be a performance. It's all about relationship. Let's get to know Jesus and experience fresh faith in real life. Here's John Fugler. Hey, it's good to have you here. I am bracing for some bad winter weather. It's a cold Carolina day. Just walked in from the outside. It's good to be in the comfort of my studio. And coming up on this episode, today's theme is encouragement. Get ready for a lot of it. Our featured guest tells us how to turn things around when our time with God gets, well, cold and stale. New year, new book. I'm blown away by this one. I'll tell you more. How you can inject a sense of newness into your relationship with Christ. Encouraging thoughts about your spiritual gifts and a question is asked that you might be asking too. This is Fresh Faith in Real Life, a ministry of Fresh Faith 24-7. I'm John Fugler on the exit ramp of the Performance Christianity Highway. I'm the author of nine books, a husband, father, grandfather of eight, and most importantly, I want to know Jesus more each day. Paul said, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. That's from Philippians 3.8. I'm also the CEO of Fresh Faith 24-7. We lead you on a path to freedom in your walk with Christ. I was looking ahead to what we have in this episode, and I mentioned that the theme is encouragement. And man, you're going to be indeed encouraged. I was reviewing the interview I did a short time ago with our with our guest, our featured guest, and I was just pumped up listening to it again. So I think you'll find this, this episode encouraging. One of the things that uh, I love to do is read. Hopefully you do too. And there's a book that is just going to wreck me this year. It's called Being With God. Being With God. I, I went through this book about well, just uh, I started about three weeks ago, went through it once, then went through it again, and it's been just uh, absolutely amazing. And in fact, I, I actually left an Amazon review. So here's what I have to say about this book, Being With God. I said, I've been waiting for this book. The Lord prepared my life and heart. This, this book is a perfect follow-up to Sky Jatani's With it closes a loop for me so I can practice life with God. There's so much truth in here. Quotable quotes. Uh, AJ, AJ Sherrill, the author, has a handle on the state of this world and what Christians need to do to get and stay in, in right relationship with God. I've got a road ahead of me to build habits of with God into my life, but the practical tool of contemplative prayer is so easy to understand the way AJ explains it and lays it out. The section on health is outstanding, and it's a bonus. And so you might be asking, what was my first life book? <laughs> Something totally different, but 
changed the trajectory of my life, and that was Radical by David Platt. So Radical, and then With by Sky Jatani, and then this one, this is going to be my book for 2022 and beyond, Being with God. I encourage you to get it. Uh, it, it some quotable quotes I mentioned, and I've been, I've been printing them out, <laughs> copying and printing them out. So here's one of them. Uh, he says, to gain freedom from these loudest voices, he's talking about the quote-unquote voices of the world that keep shouting at us, we must retrain our minds to hear God's word, God's words from Scripture. He says uh, this, this is, this is awesome. Stillness is the forgotten teacher for a society of perpetual movement. Oh, man, I'm going to frame that one. Stillness is the forgotten teacher for a society or perpetual movement. And then another one, I'll just leave you with this one. In short, being always precedes doing in healthy spirituality. If doing for God precedes being with God, our faith becomes convoluted. So to heavy curiosity, go get the book. I'll leave a, a link in the show notes. And good news, I've got AJ just about lined up for an interview here on the podcast. So we're going to be hearing from AJ Cheryl, hopefully in the next few weeks. We're working on the, the time and day for that interview, and then we'll we'll have it here. By the way, if you know somebody who you think should be a guest on the show, please let me know. You can tweet me at John Fugler or email me at john at freshfaith247.com as we talk about what it means to have that intimate relationship with Christ, different perspectives on that as we go through that in our lives. Our God is a personal God, and he works distinctly in our life, and I want to hear from people who are living it out like today's guests. I mean, the things that he has to share are pretty awesome. So if you know somebody, no, they don't have to be an author. They don't have to be a speaker. Just ordinary believers who are experiencing that richness in their walk with God. And uh, boy, you there are some around you that you come into contact every day. Uh, and you look up to them and you want to know more about how they do that. How, how is that relationship so rich? Well, I'll interview them, and so you'll find out, okay? So refer them to me, john at freshfaith247.com. So how can you keep your walk with Christ fresh day after day? How can you do that? Oh, by listening to this podcast. (laughs) Um, No, there's more to it than that. Uh, But that's a common question. How can we keep our walk with Christ fresh every day? And a practical way to do that is this resource that I've been talking to you about since we launched the podcast. It draws you into seven foundational areas of the Christian life. And I wrote it to help you personally engage with Jesus to renew your relationship with him, to keep it strong and fresh. It's called the 21-Day Fresh Faith Experience. If you want it now, you can have it now. It's a digital download. It's free. It's on my website, freshfaith247.com. And since it's digital, you can have it in minutes and you can take it wherever you go on whatever device you want to use and you want to go through it, whether it's at a lunch break or waiting for the kids you know, in the line at school, whatever. But please go get it on my website, freshfaith247.com, the 21-day Fresh Faith Experience. In just 21 days, for five minutes a day, say, 
you can jumpstart your relationship with Jesus. Give it a spark here as the new year is already underway and moving really quickly. I cover joy, faith, encouragement, prayer, courage, attributes of Jesus, rest. Uh, And one reader said this about uh, other devotionals that I've written, and this follows along that, that same path. And he said, I've enjoyed several books in this Your Life with God series. The devotional thoughts are easily carried with me during the day and applied either to my life or someone I'm sharing life with at that time. And he says, highly recommended. And I recommend also you go to freshfaith247.com, click 21 day. That's what you do when you get there. 21 day. You can't miss it. It's in the menu. Uh, There's also a link in the show notes. And you get a free membership in Fresh Faith 24-7. There's instructions in the Fresh Faith experience on how to do that. Uh, This offer won't be available much longer, so hit pause, okay, right now. And go get it. Go get it. I I think it'll make a big difference. Encouragement is our, our topic, our theme for today. Our interview with our guest will be hugely encouraging. I know you're going to love that. Before we get there, though, can I encourage you with something, a thought about spiritual gifts, encouragement and spiritual gifts? Uh, I'm a sinker, all right? I'm a sinker. I, I don't think there are many of us around, but I'm one of them. Throw me into a pool and I won't last long. Honestly, seriously, my muscles just tighten up. My body becomes like a rock. And now I know there are great swimmers out there that send me instructions how not to sink. John, here's what you got to do. Everybody can swim. But I go straight down. I'm definitely not a gifted swimmer. When my wife comes home from the pool after gliding through the water for a mile, a mile, I marvel. She does this several times a week. And sometimes I feel like I'm sinking in life. Besides swimming, Uh, My wife has the gift of encouragement, and she reminds me of the things I do well. She pulls me up when I feel like I'm sinking. God uses her all the time. She should actually be doing this episode of the podcast. Uh, It's a gift. It's good for us to take inventory of our talents and abilities, and thanks to my wife, she does that for me. I was a left-handed baseball pitcher, and I competed through college. Uh, so I did that. Don't do that anymore. I threw the ball the other day with my son and my arm almost fell off. <laughs> uh, I can write, as you know. I Hopefully I can communicate on podcasts and on the radio. Uh, I lead. I organize events. I also coach. So some of those things, I, as I took an inventory. What are your talents and abilities? What are they? Think about them. What comes to mind right away? God's the source of each one. And when you put them all together, you're unique, one of a kind, gifted. And isn't that encouraging? As a believer, you have one or more spiritual gifts too. Paul lists many of them in 1 Corinthians 12. He says this, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6, uh, continue through that. 
because here and in other places in the New Testament, he identifies teaching, exhortation, shepherding, serving, mercy, giving, administration, faith, evangelism, prophecy, discernment, hospitality, wisdom, leadership, knowledge. Man, the, the list just, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? Just goes on. So which ones, as I mentioned those, and I went through them too quickly, right? <laughs> but which one or ones do you identify with? I'll try it again. Teaching, exhortation, shepherding, serving, mercy, giving, administration, faith, evangelism, prophecy, discernment, hospitality, wisdom, leadership, knowledge. What, as you hear those say, oh, that one and that one, you just identify with those. Well, God's given you gifts. Why? To glorify him. Discover your gifts. Pray for God to give you insight into this discovery. You can also ask friends and family members which one or ones they notice in you. They'll probably see things you don't see in yourself. And you may think you have a certain gift, but but you don't. <laughs> I found that out at one point. There was a certain gift I thought I had, but no, I didn't have that gift. You combine your spiritual gifts and your other talents, and I mean, it's like you're a superhero, okay? You, you certainly seem that way to people who don't have the gifts you do, and there's a place for you in God's plan. I consider that a high privilege. Knowing your gifts is only part of the encouragement plan. Practicing them sends you skyward. Paul tells us that we're to use our spiritual gifts, quote unquote, for the common good. He says that in 1 Corinthians 12, 7. We can make a difference in the lives of our brothers and sisters in Christ and in a world that badly needs Jesus. It is absolutely exhilarating to experience that. So my question to you is this. How can you use your gifts today to encourage others, to encourage others? And how can you use your gifts, a second question, to glorify God? Hmm. Well, I, I thought in this theme of encouragement that that would be a good way to do that. You're part of God's plan of encouragement. You're part of God's plan in reaching the world for Jesus. Well, let's get into our featured interview, and I had a rich conversation with our guest. His name is Lonnie Berger, and he is the author and president of Every Man a Warrior. So the book series and the ministry have the same name, Every Man a Warrior. Now, two weeks ago, we did uh, a person who's involved in leading men's ministry. Last week, it's uh, uh, Peggy Banks, who leads women's ministry. We're back on men's ministry. But you know what? What I've found in all of these interviews is they are applicable in most cases to everyone. So things you're going to hear Lonnie share in his interview, think about that. And it's, it's about a relationship with Christ and knowing Christ and going deeper with Jesus. These aren't just men things. This is men and women and our kids as we raise them up in the Lord. Lonnie has been discipling men for more than 40 years all over the world, even in uh, communist countries, some hard countries that he was assigned to. And he's got some strong convictions about our personal, intimate relationship with Jesus. Let's go right to that interview now. It seems like as we go through life as believers, we hit a point, maybe 20 years into it, 
where there's, there's just something missing. We're saying, where is that joy I once knew? Where is that intimacy I once knew with God? Where did it go? Uh, and, and we've lost that, that, that newness, that freshness in our relationship with Jesus. And I know that you, as you work with men and disciple men and have throughout the years, uh, you've seen that too. And I, I love the way that you take people back to the beginning, back to their relationship with God. Uh, whereas when we commit our lives to Christ, it really is just the beginning of that relationship. You have a strong conviction about something that needs to happen first before men can really see victory in their walks with God. And what is that? Yeah, John, I'm a little ashamed to tell you this, that I was 20 years old as a Christian and I'd been to Bible school and I'd memorized many, many verses. And I think I was about 38 years old when I started attending a little church and the pastor there began to preach almost every week. He would weave this into a sermon, Matthew 22, 36 to 38, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Now, the next part of the, the verse really hit me because Jesus then says, this is the first and this is the greatest commandment. And I began to think about this. I rarely heard, heard sermons on this. And the Lord Jesus said, this is the first. This is the greatest. This is the highest priority. This is the one thing that will have the largest impact on your life. And so, yes, God begins to want us to start with loving him. And many of us, when we first came to Christ, and Jesus came into our heart, we experienced that 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Hmm. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, yes. he is a new creation. And we experience that joy. But over time, God wants us to begin to mature and to grow. And one of the ways we grow as men is we have to begin to develop convictions of our own, convictions about what is our highest priority. And so I was a few years down the road when I began to correct the trajectory of my life. And instead of becoming more and more of a theologian, I decided, no, I really need to become more and more of a man who focuses on his love relationship with mm. God. Mm -hmm. And so during that time, I began to think more in terms of worship and prayer. And when I read through the scripture, my purpose was not just to do a spiritual activity. My purpose is to spend time with my best friend, to spend time with Jesus. Okay. And I began to ask him, Lord, can I hear your voice? And that was strange for me too. But over time, more and more, as I began to meditate on the word, and just spend time with Jesus because I wanted to be in his presence, and I would begin to talk with him, not just go through my prayer list. Lord, I need this. I need this. I need this. But actually, just to talk to God, Psalm 62, 8 says, pour out your heart to me, O my people, for God is a refuge for us. And when I began to make God my personal refuge, pretty soon I began to feel his presence more and more in my life. In the scripture, it's very clear that God wants a relationship with us. It's not just an intellectual mm -hmm. relationship. It's a heart relationship. And when I began to think about loving God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, 
that God said, this would be the first and the greatest commandment. This should be my highest priority. Then I began to realize he's talking about relationship. So it actually took me several years, I think, to grow out of some of my biases and to begin to just feel free to focus on knowing God and loving God and talking to God from my heart. You think if anybody knew, knew Christ, it was Paul. And he said, uh, and this is the anchor verse for Fresh Faith 24-7, and for me really too, is what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. That's in Philippians 3.8. Yes. And Paul was so focused on that, so focused on knowing Jesus. And two verses later, he just want to make sure we got it straight, you know, what he meant. He said, I want to know Christ. I want yes. to know Christ. And yes. here's Paul. We say, Paul, you, how can you say you need to know Christ? You, you must know Christ. He said, there really is no end to knowing Christ. You know Christ. You know him some more and every day. And I just think that we, we get to the point where we think that's a destination. It's not. It's a journey. Yes. Uh, so, and I have found that there are undiscovered continents of God's love and his grace. Good. We never really can totally grasp all of God. And I love the fact that you, you, you quoted this passage in Philippians 3, 8, and 10. John 17, 3 gives us another definition of eternal life. It says, and this is eternal life, that they know you, Jesus Christ, mm. and the Father who sent Jesus Christ. And the concept is that actually knowing God is the essence of what eternal life is, actually knowing and walking with Christ. Oh, I love that. I love that. I mean, we get a taste. We get a taste yeah. of heaven as we know God, as we know Christ. Uh, let me uh, just ask you, um, our times with the Lord, we're, in, we're rushed. We, it seems like, especially if you've got uh, children around the house, you, you can't get quiet. There's... It's, it's tough to find time to carve out with the Lord. We know in our minds that, yes, I'm supposed to spend time with God. I'm supposed to get into the Word. I'm supposed to pray, but it gets squeezed out, and, and yet we, we want to get to Jesus, and I think the enemy keeps us away from Jesus, and we don't spend time with him. Let me just ask you, uh, share how you spend time with the Lord. I know you got an acronym that you use. I, I've, I've heard it. I've gone through it, but I just want to hear it from you. Tell us about that. Well, let me go back to your question first, and then we'll come back to your second question. Whenever I spend time with the Lord, I'm always end up finding distractions. And I have found that there's three key reasons why men are not consistent in their quiet time. And the first one is, is no one ever taught them how to do it. Mm. And it is a skill that needs to be developed. And in the Every Man of Warrior materials, the very first thing we do is help you develop how to have a quiet time, how to meditate on the word and so on. But the second one uh, you just alluded to, John, Satan does not want you to spend time with Jesus. When you spend time with Jesus, some of his spirit begins to drench you with joy and happiness and mm. peace. And you walk out into a dark world and you are the light of Christ and the enemy does not want that. So the second reason a lot of men struggle in their quiet time is because the enemy causes distractions. And I've had this happen a thousand times. I'll be having my quiet time and the enemy will tell me about all the stuff I've got to do down at the office. I should hurry up and just kind of pray as I drive to work. 
And the enemy does that so subtly, you think it's your own thoughts. But the enemy is constantly working against us mm. in our intimacy with Christ. And my favorite verse on that is 2 Corinthians 11.3. And Paul says, I was afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, so you would be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. The enemy always tries to lead you away from intimacy with Christ. John, you've got something to do down at the office. Hey, the kids need your help. Oh, you should make a phone call. Oh, I got to do this. I better take notes. And uh, pretty soon, I've wasted my quiet time with all these other things that have bombarded me. And then the third thing, to fight this reality and to really develop this lifelong skill of having daily time with the Lord, we all need accountability. We need a group of men like John, you and I get together and pray on a regular basis. And when you're in your Every Man a Warrior group or with another group of men, the purpose of that group is to help us actually keep our walk with God strong. So in the Every Man Aware curriculum, for nine months, the first thing we do in every group at every meeting is we share our quiet times. It just keeps us having those consistent uh, quiet times so that we can develop a new lifelong skill that will just stay with us for life. Oh, that's good. The enemy's fighting against it. Yeah, it's a spiritual war. It really is. It is. And it is. Um, it, it's disguised as a, a physical physical war around us. And so yeah. we got to remember that. And you got you to gotta carve time out and you got to get through that. Uh, so when you get there, tell us about this. Uh, you mentioned quiet time or some uh, call it devotions. It's our one-on-one time with the Lord. I remember when somebody told me about a quiet time, I was in college and I saw that uh, we were going to learn this week in our session with InterVarsity, we're going to learn about quiet times. And I saw it on the sketch, I'm going, wow, I'm going to learn how to just quiet down. Um, we're going to let like sit there and say nothing. Are we going to chant? I mean, what is this quiet time thing all about? So that was a foreign word to me, but uh, tell us, tell us about quiet time. Set us straight here, Lonnie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember when my first missionary journey uh, in 1980, I went into communist Romania, and we were translating our Bible studies into Romanian, and they said, quiet time? What is that? And as we discussed the concept, they translated, Timp de Partishia, which means time of fellowship with God. I like that. Time of fellowship with God. And so that's really what our quiet time is all about. Now, we start men at 15 minutes, and uh, to start a new lifelong habit, don't start saying, okay, I got to spend an hour with God. Start with 15 minutes, and uh, in those 15 minutes, you might uh, read for five minutes. You might uh, journal just what are your key thoughts. We always try to get men to take one verse and try to make it their key verse for the day. Jot down that key verse, and then what do you think about it, and maybe how you would even apply it. And then take another five minutes just to pray and talk to Jesus about mm. things that are going on in your life. So start with 15 minutes. Read, jot down a key verse, and then pray. And then over time, you'll find that that won't be enough time. The uh, time of reading the Word, you'll want to read more. You'll want to journal more. You'll want to pray more. It eventually goes from 15 minutes to a half an hour. What do you see as you work with men, how important this is in their life as far as somebody who is meeting with the Lord regularly and having a rich time, 
I don't want to make it sound like this is a, we want it to be rich, not a ritual. It's that relationship. Um, But it's so important. It's so key. And it's been that way for me. But as you work with men, what difference does it make in their lives if they're having a rich time of fellowship? Yeah, that's an excellent question, because I think inside of all of us in our flesh is a little Pharisee, and we want to do the ritual and check off the box and walk out the door as, you know, we did our spiritual ritual. Yep. Okay, I did my deal, and now I'm, I'm godly, and uh, I'm okay. Well, it doesn't work that way. Spending time with Jesus is when we calm ourselves so that not only can we hear his voice or get something from the scripture and ask him to speak to us from the scripture. We also want to obey James 1.22. It says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And so in my journaling, I like to jot down one key thought that I'd like to try to apply or one key thought that I can pray through, or something that I can do or think about from my time with the Lord. This is a time where I get to meet with the God of the universe. And John, when you and I have a meeting, I certainly wouldn't blow off my meeting with you because you're my good friend. But isn't it funny that we will Mm -hmm. blow off our time with the Lord because, well, that's just a religious activity. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're wrong because it's not a religious activity. Move your quiet time to a place where you want to do it. You don't have to do it. You get to do it. You get to spend time alone with the God of the universe who is becoming your best friend. There is more to come with Lonnie Berger. Are you encouraged already? Inspired? Yeah, I hope you are. Well, there's more. We go a little bit deeper and we're going to get into that. We're taking a breather right now. We're thinking about what really hit you so far? What has he said that has touched on your heart for where you're at with Jesus so far? There are a number of things. When we're done with the interview, we're going to go back and I'll share my one thing, but be thinking about what your one thing is. It's good to synthesize the interviews so we walk away with at least one thing that we can apply to our relationship with Jesus. Uh, People are curious. They uh, ask what is Fresh Faith 24-7? This podcast is Fresh Faith in Real Life, the ministry Fresh Faith 24-7. And I simply say it's a movement of believers desperate to know Jesus. If you've been asking the question about Fresh Faith 24-7, specifically it's a free membership that provides the resources and relationships you need to invigorate your walk with Christ. Lonnie has already referred to that deep knowing relationship with Jesus. And that's where we go with Fresh Faith 24-7. We help you dive further into that relationship. As I mentioned, membership is free. All the details are included in your free download of the 21-Day Fresh Faith Experience I referred to earlier. Go get it. You got 21 days for five minutes a day that you go through this and dive into that relationship with Jesus. You get it at freshfaith247.com and just click on 21 Day. Okay. We're going to go back to my interview with Lonnie Berger. How many countries are you ministering in right now? This isn't just a a U.S. ministry, but the Lord has opened up a number of places. So I just wanted to kind of pause in our conversation here just to put that in perspective, how the Lord has blessed and and to show this isn't what you teach and what we're talking about in intimacy with God isn't just this U.S. thing, but it's 
you're, you're seeing this globally. Where are you ministering now? Yeah, thank you, John. And anyone can go to our website, everymanawarrior.com, and get the materials, read testimonies, see training videos. But we started uh, just about 10 years ago. October 1st, 2021 will be the 10-year anniversary of when we started. And uh, the Lord really blessed it. And now we are in 47 countries and 18 languages. We have just had miracle after miracle happen where someone did Every Man a Warrior, and on a mission trip, they took it to another country, someone found it. We've had at least six men around the world who just said, God, I know the problem is the men. The men aren't leading. The men aren't the spiritual leaders. One guy in Africa said, in my village, the violence against women, the rapes, the child brides, the drunkenness, all of this is a men's problem. And he was a pastor, and he cried out to God and said, God, please help me know how to help the men. And he Googled men's ministry and found every man a warrior. Hmm. And that has happened at least six times. And yet uh, there's just places where God has taken it by his sovereign control. We had an army colonel do every man a warrior at the Army War Co College in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. After that, he was uh, sent to become the security advisor in charge of the U.S. Embassy in Afghanistan. And he took a group of men, American soldiers, in Afghanistan through Every Man a Warrior. One of these men who had a Filipino background after he got out of the military, he had such a transformed life, he took Every Man a Warrior to the Philippines. Hmm. So this is how God has been growing the work. Uh, we have uh, about 5,000 men now who have gone through it in Brazil. And uh, one of the guys who was in Brazil has a German background. And he took it to Germany. So the Lord just keeps doing. So over stuff. 40, 44, 45, 46, what is it? 47 countries. 47, now. okay. We have active ministries that we are relating to where we're developing leadership in 35 countries. And we now have it in uh, 18 different languages. Okay. Everymanawarrior.com is the place to go. And uh, thanks for sharing sharing that, Lonnie. I want to dig into this quiet time thing. Again, I got uh, follow-up questions for you. As we talk about our intimacy with the Lord and how to really get to know Jesus and spending time with him, I just want to invite you as you become a, uh, a member of Fresh Faith 24-7, the first thing we have you do when you become a member is go through a series of seven uh, short devotional videos called Seven Days with Jesus. Now, if we're going to get to know Jesus, we want to start with Jesus. And uh, just off the bat, if you start with those seven days, uh, I feel like that will get you into a little bit of a habit. And we, we work through those short devotionals, eight to 10 minutes. They're really short. And then after that, you can choose other resources and other devotionals, video, audio, written that are inside the membership community, the content. So try it out at freshfaith247.com. I am committed to making sure that that relationship with Christ that you have is the strongest, most intimate that it can be. Lonnie, as we um, talked about quiet times, we get going, we say, okay, I got, I'm doing 15 minutes a day. We make it seven days, eight days, nine days, two weeks. I don't know, for some of us, we haven't had a quiet time in a long time because it just, things just dried up. It was, we just didn't feel the presence of God. We weren't, we're looking in scripture and it was dry to us. I mean, I've gone through dry times in my quiet times. 
and I know you have too. So what do you do? <laughs> you teach quiet times. What do you personally do when you hit a dry spell? It's just not rich like, like it was. It's, it's just a bad season. You're on a losing streak. So what do you do? Well, first of all, uh, I tell men that they're normal. This happens to all of us. And sometimes there are times in our life where we are so fatigued, tired, weary, that having a quiet time is really hard. And so I give myself the freedom sometimes. But I encourage you, uh, as you memorize verses, one of the things that I do is uh, I just go through my, my verse pack and uh, I will just uh, pull out verses that I've already memorized. And sometimes that's all I do for my quiet time. I just go through my verses here. You know, I just pull them out and I go one and I just recede, you know, and these verses that I memorized, these are old friends. Mm. These are spiritual old friends. These are verses that I memorized. I meditated on it. I thought through, I tried to put it. So sometimes I do that. Other times I'll just sit down and read the favorite chap uh, passages, books of the Bible. I love Genesis. I love first and second Samuel, the story of David and Saul and Solomon. And uh, I also, of course, love the Gospels. I sometimes will just read the book of Acts. And so sometimes just reading for the enjoyment of reading. And then, you know, when I'm really not doing well, what I do is I pull out my Bible and I go to places where I've had a lot of quiet times and I just read the verses that I've underlined. I just read the ones I've underlined because these are the ones that have spoken to me in the past and so on. Now, remember, this is one of the way that God builds conviction in our life. And I think the enemy really pushes hard to get us to stop the, uh, the daily regimen of having a quiet time or to get it to slow down to the point where it becomes non-existent. And sooner or later, you and I have to make a decision. And that decision is a place where we say, no, I want to walk with God. I do want to walk with God. I am going to walk with God. So I'm going to turn off the TV. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to review verses. I'm going to go, go for a prayer walk. Or I'm going to go sit on the back porch and just sit in my easy chair and just read the word. Now, there are times in your life when the Lord is growing our faith. And I've had times in my life where we've had real crisis happen, real darkness. And this is where we just cling to Jesus. And uh, one of my favorite verses on this is Isaiah 50, verse 10. It says, let him who walks in the dark, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. There's times when I've just gone through dark periods, even depression, discouragement, and all you can do is just keep crying out to God, keep crying out to God, keep crying out to God. Now, I do find that many times I'll go pray with a brother. And there are times when a brother and I will just pray now, in the name of Jesus, if this is of the devil, I command it to stop. So there's many reasons we go through dark times. But um, hang in there. Come back to Jesus. And when you do come back, you're actually more convinced that walking with God is the highest priority in your life. I love what you said about um, those verses are like old friends and you held up your Bible and those verses that you're underlined, those were your old friends. It's, it's that familiarity. I, I know what you mean. That just, uh, as you say that, it, 
you want to go back to the familiar that reminds you of those days when you had uh, faith on fire and good times with the Lord, and you're rekindling that. It's like you're 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 blowing the air on the on the smoke and the the trying to get those sparks going into flames. It's revisiting those old friends. One thing that friends, I hope that you are noticing here is the amount of scripture that Lonnie is referring to because he is a man who memorizes the word. I, I spent uh, a lot of time with him and he keeps, there's not a conversation that goes by that he doesn't come back to the word. He's not flipping through his Bible, but he knows it because he's memorized it much better than I am. I need my, I need my concordance. I need, I'm glad for my Google search, but that's so important because those are, those come, those come to mind. Those verses come to mind in times of, of dryness. We say at Fresh Faith 24-7, we're a community of believers desperate to know Jesus. And I think, Lonnie, it's that desperation. We, we can't be just a casual knowing of Jesus. And our hard times are maybe things that God puts in our path so we would be more desperate to know Jesus and go to the next level with him, wherever that might be, or go deeper with him, however we want to describe it, but that, that heart relationship. I'd like to ask you about another aspect, kind of turn the corner here, moving from quiet times, and I'm, I guess I could use the word to retreat. Uh, do you take retreats with God so you have a little bit more time than, say, in the mornings, or what, what, what's that look like for you? Yeah, thank you. Now, I'm in full-time Christian work, so I know that people who are you know working 60 hours a week don't have the same freedom that I do. But in order to lead and guide and direct this ministry, I feel it is necessary for me to hear from the Lord. And about uh, 30 years ago, I was with another Christian organization, and we had a, uh, an influence called Ministry by Objective, where we wrote objectives and we wrote everything down in our step-by-step -step plan. And, and that was good, and that's helpful uh, in the younger years, because a lot of times we don't quite know what we're doing or why we're doing it and so on. But as I got older, I began to want to make sure that my objectives were actually God's objectives. And I found verses like Isaiah 30, where it says, cursed is the man who works a plan, but the plan is not of the Lord. And so I've had cancer twice. Mm. I know my days are limited. And so I want to make sure that I'm really uh, accomplishing what God is currently asking me to do, because when I do what God wants me to do, I know it's much more blessed than when I'm doing my plans, which sometimes weren't blessed that much at all. I pull away, uh, I think on average, about twice a month. I sometimes try to do it every week, but I normally get to it about twice a month, and I have two to three hours where I just uh, read major portions of Scripture, take walks and pray. And I think these are times when I pray and think, pray and think, pray and think. And uh, many times I feel like the Lord guides me as I think. And I think many times he puts thoughts into my mind or reminds me of passage. Of course, I, I pray for our staff around the world. We have 14 staff here in the U.S. and about 30 uh, full-time staff or volunteers around the world. And many of them live in really hard situations, so I pray for them. But extended periods of time with the Lord, I think, do tend to give us clarity as to what the Lord is calling us to do. And uh, as we get older and we see our time running out, uh, I turned 65 this year. So I, I go, I really want to make sure I'm doing what God is asking me to do. 
Lonnie, any closing words for our audience as we sign off here? Well, John, I just appreciate you so much and thank you for having me. And may God bless you in your ministry and all that you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lonnie. Take care. Make sure you check out Lonnie's website, everymanawarrior.com. Uh, check that out and uh, try it out, Every Man a Warrior. Whenever I sit down with Lonnie, I am encouraged. One thing he always does when I sit down with him face-to-face, he says, John, let's, let's stop and pray. Every single time. He is a man of prayer. And it has had an influence on my life. He's had a great influence on my life in the three-plus years that I've gotten to know him. As we come away from this interview, I ask you, what is the takeaway? Your, your one big takeaway? Hopefully you thought about that during the second part of the interview. I, I asked you to do that. And for me, there's so many things. The thing that comes to me is we're all going to have dry spells in our times with the Lord. And that's natural. That's a fact. You may be going through one right now. Uh, Christian life isn't just climbing up the stairs. It's a few steps up, a couple steps down, a few steps up, and, you know, it's ups and downs. Um, But the most important thing that I came away with here is that we need to hang in there. need to hang in there. That's what the Lord impressed on my heart. And I love what Lonnie said about going back to his old friends, his favorite verses. I think we all have some favorite verses. So when our life is stale in our walk with the Lord, going back to some of those those friends, those verses that are the foundation of our life. And that's pretty simple. And that could re-engage us with Jesus and give us that spark that we need. Thank you, Lonnie, for being on the show. Uh, I want to share with you a question from I've got here that I'd ask for questions from listeners, and you can still submit yours, John, at freshfaith247.com and at John Fugler if you want to tweet me. But I'll share a question here, and that is, uh, here it is, the thing that's really keeping me from a better relationship with Christ is time. I've got a family, I work, I have other commitments. If you have any ideas, I'm open. (laughs) Uh, after that interview with Lonnie, it's like, well, gee, we better find time with Jesus. Uh, but that's understandable. We live in a world that it is noisy, as I talked about earlier from A.J. Sherrill talking about the noisiness of the world. We were with our eight grandchildren and their parents a couple weeks ago, and it was a pretty noisy, active time inside and outside. I'm thinking, how in the world do these folks have time to spend with Jesus? How do they get this time. The answer I have for this is, I call it time blocking. This is pretty simple. What it is, is you just put that time on your calendar, whether it's waking up early and spending 20 minutes or 30 minutes with the Lord at the beginning of the day, whether it's on your lunch break, maybe instead of even going out to lunch, you just take that break and you use it for time with the Lord If it doesn't make it to our calendar, it usually doesn't make it into our lives. We all have to-do lists, don't we? I've got a to-do list. I start each week laying out my priorities, but I find that unless I actually put it on my calendar, it doesn't happen. It's called time blocking. I learned this uh, from uh, a membership that I'm involved with, with the one thing. Time blocking is so important. It may seem 
mechanical because it is. It may seem not real spiritual because it isn't, but it's so practical. And the question here about having so many responsibilities, family, work, church commitments, friends, um, and this is what really works for me is time blocking. So that's the, the answer to that question. A question I have for you that I'd love you to respond to me with, and I'll share it on the show, is this. Here we are uh, over halfway through January. What have you learned about Jesus so far this year? What have you learned about Jesus so far this year? Let me know. What are your thoughts? What are your comments? Share them with me at John Fugler on Twitter, or you can email me, John, at freshfaith247.com. I spell my first name J-O-N, get that right. But tell me, what what have you learned about Jesus so far this year in your relationship with him? I'll just give you a glimpse into mine. For me, Jesus is personal. That is pretty basic, isn't it? No, but I needed to know that. With all the things I've got going on, we all have things in our life, I need to come back to a personal Jesus. And boy, that is... He's reminded me of that, that he is personal. And that's been pretty neat to know that. But what have you learned about Jesus so far this year? If you could share that with me, I'll share that with other listeners. The theme of this show is encouragement this week. Well, we're taking these encouraging comments from you in, and I'll share them in upcoming episodes. So do that at John Fugler at john at freshfaith247.com if you want to email me. If you have a question about walking with the Lord, about what it means to know Christ. As Paul said, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings. What does it mean to know Christ? Uh, If you want to make a comment in your path to uh, a walk with Christ that's getting better and better, or maybe there's some obstacles in the way. You have a question about that. Go ahead and ask me those questions and we may answer them on the show. If you're at the point where you need something to restore that spark in your relationship with Christ, to get back on tracks, your quiet times, as Lonnie talked about, are are really rich and alive, one last push for the 21-day Fresh Faith experience, okay? Before I sign off, this is a great tool for you. It's not a substitute for your devotions. No, it's not. But it may be what you need right now for a relaunch, Your quiet time needs to go much deeper than the 21-day Fresh Faith experience, but this could be the spark that you need, a starting point for 21 days. So go get it at freshfaith247.com. Click on 21 Day. I want to hear your comments on the show, too, as I mentioned earlier, uh, answering the question, but also, what do you think about the show? Help me steer this show the way you want as a listener. Tweet me at John Fugler or write to me at john at freshfaith247.com. If this episode has impacted your life, share it with others. Do you know somebody who would benefit from hearing this episode? Please share it with a friend. You can share it through your podcast app, or you can, if you're listening on the website, just copy that link, shoot it off in a text or an email. That's really easy to do. Next week, we'll be back next Wednesday. Have an awesome week.